Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's Hall at the Waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbors. CJ Kate and Vaya. Let's get the neighbors. Hello, this is Neighbors. We are the Neighbors Recap Podcast. We take a deep dive into the events of Ramsey Street. I'm Vaya and we are in the Mobile Pirate Net Studios. We've gone bush, I think. We're going to look out for Susan because uh, she'll be out here wandering somewhere. Do you know uh, where we are, Vaya? We are in the chapel that Scott and Charlene got married in. <gasps> what? Did you, oh, what? It's, that's where we've set up. Yeah, we're, well, we're actually, we're really close to it. Where was that? Well, we're in Warrandyte. And how Aussie is that? A suburb starting with Warren. <laughs> and the locals do call it Wazza. I'm so glad to hear that because I would too. <laughs> So, Kate is here. That's me. And special guest, our Twitter friend from a thousand years ago, back before there was a Neighbours, Sammy No Pants <laughs> on Twitter, aka Sam. I regret that name so much. No, it's the best name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you still tweet? I haven't seen you I in a haven't while. for ages because I haven't been watching Neighbours at the right times and I've been so behind. And my Twitter is basically Neighbours, so I don't want any spoilers. Yeah, you're a purist. A bit like Kate. Oh, no, I do love Digital Spy, so. Okay. I do like my That, that feels more sanctioned, those spoilers, because they often go off press releases. Yeah. But Sam and Kate and I, Kate is Remude, and I'm just my name, Vaya Pashas, we are the original holy trinity of Neighbours tweeters. Neighbour. Oh, did you did you say holy trinity? Yeah. Because Scott and Shelling got married in the <gasps> holy trinity church in Doncaster. Oh, my God. Stop. Stop. I was just about to look up how many Ks we are from there, but I'm, we're pretty close, I reckon. And we're actually not that far from actual Ramsey Street. Have you been, Sam? Of course I have. I went to school around the corner oh. from it. <laughs> <laughs> High school. I am going to call you Sammy, even though you don't go by Sammy. I go by what? Because I go by, or you? Yeah, because we we always call you Sammy because that's your Twitter username. Yeah. But we essentially there's not that many people in Victoria where we are, neighbours country, that tweet at six thirty p.m. of a weeknight Australian time, and so you guys were some of the first people that I became neighbours friends with online. Yeah. But now Sam is moving. She's doing a classic neighbour's exit. Oh, my God. A classic really neighbour's trope. She's off to Queensland. I am. I'm going up north. So I guess you decided this yesterday and you've packed up your whole life in one day. Pretty much. <laughs> and all this furniture We only here. decided within the last month. But, yes, we could say it was yesterday and we'll get on the bus tomorrow. <laughs> okay, realistically, how long does it take, even if you decide quickly, how long does it, is it taking you to pack up your whole life and your family? And, go, and your animals and go interstate. Not as long as I would like, but I haven't even organised anything yet. It looks pretty organised Because from here. we're not just moving to Queensland, we're moving to an island off Queensland. So we have to work out how to get everything over water. Oh, so you've got a, you're taking a truck up to Queensland with your stuff in it, but you haven't worked out yet how the stuff... Get on the barge. Shit. Well, <laughs> maybe just like AJ Kapoor, you could just leave all your furniture here for the next people. It is a logistical nightmare. How good if uh, the next tenants came in and just enjoyed your Ninja Turtles, your, kid, <laughs> your son's Ninja Turtles bed? Imagine that if some tenants moved out of Ramsey Street and just their stuff made no sense to the next people. Well, basically that's what happened yeah. when the Brennans moved in and there was like Priya's Indian stuff everywhere. Yeah, yeah they just put up an ugly fence and that was it. Mm. Well, this is very exciting. We've trekked out to Warrandyte. You know what I drove past on my way here? Erinsborough Hospital. Oh, Stop. Yes. Yep. The Austin Hospital is Erinsborough Hospital from the outside. Oh, is it? Yeah, all the exterior shots. Oh, you should have stopped and done a selfie. I could have, but I was driving very fast. <laughs> it's very busy. <laughs> and yeah, you don't want to end up in there. Yeah. I drove past where they filmed some shopping centre scenes the other day. My sister's just moved into a new house and that's where they filmed some, where um, Amy did her shoplifting. Oh. I drove past there today. Oh. Was the- that Brentford Square or yeah. something? Yeah. My sister who delivered pizza to Paul Robertson's house. <laughs> is, is it against like, you know, um, pizza delivery customer confidentiality to reveal the address? As soon as she car, she called me and she's like, guess what, knowing how I feel about him and the show. And I'm like, where is it? She refused to tell me. <gasps> she wouldn't break pizza she, patron she, server even confidentiality. Even cash in hand, not legit job. Hang on, hang on. I just remembered from years ago, Sammy saw him and his wife. At, at Costco. At Costco. What's, what was his wife's name again? That she was the Scottish. Jake um, Will. 
Jay yeah, Quizzle. Jay, Jay Quizzle. Quizzle. Yes. That's right. She's his real wife. Yeah. Oh. I was stalking them in their shopping habits while they were looking at suitcases. And first of all, their shopping habits are very impressive because they're at Costco and that's a great time. And we all go to Costco. Yeah. So there we go. Yeah. Okay, so yes, Sam's rubbed shoulders with, with the A-listers, that's for sure. Hob, hob, yeah. Hobnobbing at Costco. And also, Sam is a hairdresser by trade, and I want to ask you if you have fond memories of the Gino Esposito and Lynn Scully salon era of Neighbours. That was before my hairdressing career, but I do remember I always wanted to be a hairdresser. And I did not want to be Lynn Scully. Well, you didn't want her her tips, her brown hair and her blonde <laughs> the, tips? The, the hair, the porcupine hair. Yeah, physician no. heal thyself, Lynn Scully. And how she then turned Susan to look like her and when Susan did the big chop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember it all. Everyone's hair, I remember. <laughs> I, I've actually never liked Susan's hair in any permutation. No, it's not good hair. I didn't mind the big helmet from when they first arrived, the big fringe. Yeah. The, the, the hippie. But her hair was like halfway down her back then, yeah. was it? it was yeah, like and when you're short, you're not supposed to have long hair because it oh. makes you appear shorter. Oh. Yeah, and also Sammy's got purple hair standing in for CJ, our pink-haired mm. erstwhile co-host. Can't have an episode without oh, no. crazy hair. And Sam, what's your era growing up? What were your favourite kind of characters? And Well, much to everyone's disgust, my favourite character is probably Didge. Okay. When she died... It was mortifying. What did you like about Didge? I don't know. I just liked that kind of, that generation, but always Billy and Anne. Oh, yeah. and always, forever. Declan. You can't go past Declan. No. <laughs> oh, no. No, real Declan. Yeah. Well, obviously, I didn't say <laughs> Fakelin. <laughs> we ran into Paul, the young Paul, Paul Tadpole. Paul McLean? Yeah. Oh. The and he was so rude in real life. <gasps> so rude. I mean, I guess you, they can't always be on. No, it was these. it was after his neighbours' days, and my friend's like, "Oh my god, did you play Paul on Neighbours?" And he's like, "Uh huh." Hey, Margot's proud of that. You cannot diss hey, your neighbours' past. When we were chatting to Morgan Baker, I think I asked him, "Oh yeah, do people come up to you?" And he's like, "Nah, not really." And I was like, <laughs> "I would," <laughs> and I'd be bloody stoked. <laughs> Oh, and Guy, what's his name? This week was tweet. Like, a couple of weeks ago, was just tweeting Greg about. Yeah. yeah, that was awesome. They've just so- reunited in England. Yeah, so was it on Loose Women or something like that? So Guy Pierce, Jason Donovan, Stephen Dennis, and Annie Jones were all on. And Guy and Stefan pretended to have a punch-up over Jane. Adorable. Adorable. So you cannot ever turn your nose up at your neighbour's roots. Oh, exactly. I so want him back. Oh, did you see um, Paul's message to him as well, yeah. telling him to come back? Which also, now that they've all been reunited, it seemed a little bit staged looking back. I feel a bit lied to. But. Is, is Guy still with Melisandre from Game of Thrones? <laughs> I can't say I know that. Oh. But... I hope so. I hope they hope so. He used to live in Melbourne, like up until recently. I don't know if right. he still does. Come on, come on, guy, get back, be Mike. <laughs> so, okay, bit of neighbours council business. Then we will deep dive into the episode. Patreon, patreon.com slash neighbours pod if you want to support the Pirate Studios. We have a new patron, Kaziah P. Thanks for joining at Dr. Carl level. Oh, wow. Thank you. Much appreciated. And now we have a voice memo, neighbourspod at gmail.com from Vicky, who I've decided – I'm going to do a new little thing regularly. I've decided she's a member of the Neighbours Council on Facebook and I've decided Vicky's the mayor at the moment of the Neighbours Council because – Has she got the appropriate robes and necklace? I have the portrait. Oh, yes, the portrait. I haven't checked that yet. Maybe we'll figure out a way to signify it on the Facebook group. But she has been making excellent points lately and I asked her to put them in a voice memo. Here she is. She's going to discuss the age hypocrisy lately on Neighbours. Hey, Neighbours. I have an issue and I know I'm not the only one. Riddle me this. Why was no mention made of the age gap when 60-year-old Paul was dating 44-year-old Therese? But it's a major story arc when 44-year-old Therese dates 32-year-old Leo, i.e. a four years less age gap. I've done the maths. It took me some time, but I'm the mum of a two-year-old and frankly, it's a case of any port in a storm. There's virtually the same age gap between Leo and Piper as Leo and Therese, but it's implied he has more in common with the one who's only just left fucking school than the one who's a fellow business person and a fully-fledged adult. Did Paul ever embarrassedly admit to Therese that his first kiss was to Bye Bye Baby by the Bay City Rollers? Did he ever get confused at Therese mentioning the Badger 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 Mushroom Mushroom flash cartoon? Of course he fucking didn't, because he's a man. And men are allowed to date anyone they fucking like. But heaven forbid a hot woman in her 40s should date a hot man in his 30s. 
Sweet Jesus, presumably my 45-year-old wife is on her way to the post office right now to collect a fucking pension. Come on, guys, it's 2018 for crying out loud. Less of the misogynistic hypocrisy, please. Oh, by the way, I'm 100% here for the Chloe Ellie Mark love triangle. The most real thing to happen to neighbours in 2018. I'll give you that one, scriptwriters. I'll give you that one. Vicky, Mayor of the Neighbours Council until you are dethroned <laughs> by another excellent comment or voice memo. Neighbourspod at gmail.com. Well said, sister. You guys can speak to this, Kate. Sammy? I am the younger woman in a relationship. As am I. I have mocked my husband's musical taste. When I first met him, there was in his CD rack, and yes, he had a CD rack, there was a Dr. Hook CD, and I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) And then I went and saw my brother-in-law, and I said, he has a Dr. Hook CD, and I was like, I don't even know their songs, but I know that's tragic, and he goes, walk right in, sit right down, and I was like, oh my god, not only is he old, he's a dork. (laughs) I'm in my early thir- early, 30s. early. Hang on, early. I'm 33. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll pay that. Yeah, you can totally claim that. My husband had a vanilla ice haircut. <laughs> I'm far too young to appreciate vanilla ice in all his glory. My husband's first kiss was to George Michael, Careless Whisper. Wow, that's well and truly before my time. I think it might have even been before I was born. My husband went on the fair start of friendship. Oh. On the other hand, my paternal grandmother was 16 years older than my paternal grandfather. Yes. Get it, girl. You know what, though? She told him she was only six years older than him. My husband did that to me too. Did he? It's it's called catfishing these days. pens on fire. Uh, So so my grandmother gave birth at 39 and 40 back in the late 1940s. Wow. That's so rare. I think the doctor's all thinking she was like 10 years younger than she was. That's amazing. We're all lucky to be here. I'm so impressed. Well done, man. That's the scary thing about there being a big age gap is that someone is going to die a few years before the other one. Yeah, to me, that's the only issue. Provided and all parties are like above board and consenting and that en- legal and, and embarrassing, like musical history. Yeah, my grandma the, was the older woman too, and they were unmarried for like 40 years. They oh, were wow. just together. Yeah, these are trailblazers. Yeah. So Vicky's hinting at this game we saw early in the week. Piper and her brother, Ned, and his new girlfriend, B, were having a drinking game. And truth or dare style drinking game. Oh, my God. And then then they had to explain to to Rach what a bloody truth or dare drinking game was. She's not even that old. But, like, isn't that a drinking game? It's not that hard a concept to understand. She she would have invented those up in Darwin when she, you know, Late teens. She would have been like doing flaming shots up there or something. (laughs) She could have taught them a thing or two. And that's also, she was like right into it when they started. She'd be like, who's got the cowboys? (laughs) Yeah, she was all about it. But then also, why would you want to have a booze up with your mum and your brother, Piper? Get Piper needs to get out of the house. Find a boyfriend off the street. Yeah, which she was hinting that that would be ideal. Oh, can I ask you guys a question? Um, So, what song was playing when you had your first kiss? I can't remember mm. because it was a party and we were playing Spin the Bottle and... Was it Dr. Hook? I don't know what that is. <laughs> you don't know that song I sang? I know the song you oh, sang, but I didn't, I didn't yeah. know of a band called Dr. Hook. No, we're too young. Oh, I'm too young. <laughs> <laughs> there was no music playing when I had my first kiss. Well, I don't remember. Yeah, there was music playing because we were at a party. I remember my f- best friend's first kiss... Because we were at a party again, but it was in the park. I don't know how there was music playing. Oh, I think people just started singing it. They had boomboxes back in the day. I think oh, it singing, was. Singing. Was it the school song or something? No, I think it was a boombox. You're right. Thank you for remember, for carbon dating my history. But we had, someone was playing a boombox like Golden Oldies or Mix FM or something. And it was Girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon that started playing. Oh, oh. oh. oh no. That's appropriate though. Okay, so what we're going to do is discuss Wednesday, the 5th of December's episode, because it was a doozy. We're going to kick off. It's been a great day for Erinsborough High, because Ellie has been sacked. Oh, thank God. Great work. Jane Harris is coming in as interim principal, because Susan has been uh, arrested, charged with the murder. I think she's been charged. Of... Evil Millsy slash Finn over the cliff and she's just chilling on bail but she's not allowed to work at the school so Jane, uh, plain Jane's in and just taking names, no nonsense. Ellie, why am I here? What? It's a simple question. 
Why am I here instead of your aunt? Because she had to step down, Jane. That's right. Because she is facing an attempted murder charge. If she's found guilty, you will also be implicated. Now, how do you think that's going to reflect on the school? Ellie has disrespected the dress code, which we've all been saying. Ellie has had to buy a ugly polyester jacket. Which it's like she's never heard of a cardigan or even closed shoulder tops. Sleeves. Sleeves. Yeah, buy clothes you like if you're yeah. going to wear it. And it's not hard. And she's like, oh my God, it's too hot. Well, I don't know, love. Just this put, cheap thing. put a sheet on that. Well, not sheets. So put a shirt on that covers your shoulders. Yeah, just a linen shirt or something. But maybe get something breezier than a leather skirt. The fact that it's cheap was weird. It's like, do, why did you have to go to the bric-a-brac shop to get, can't you go or just borrow something? Just wear some pants. Borrow some, one of your sisters, like she's got long sleeve tops that she wears with her little girl overalls all the time. I mean, it felt kind of topical this week because what, a journalist was kicked out of Australian um, Parliament oh, for yeah. wearing what they said was a, a shoulder-bearing Too much top. Skin. But it was a cap sleeve top and she looks quite professional, unlike Ellie at any given stage. No, and we're not just being prudes here. Schools have dress codes for their teaching staff. Yeah, Especially when they're young and hot. Like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> hormones are flying around. People are trying to avoid a lawsuit. But my friend teaches at a prep to year 12 school and she has to wear long sleeves and skirts below the knee. And I actually think I had a teacher who used to wear leather skirts in high school, but they were like leather skirts from the 70s, like mm. frumpy ones that she'd been wearing for 20 years and there was nothing sexual about these skirts. Yeah. They were just ugly. Yeah, We had an Ellie teacher. Oh, yeah. She was the drama teacher though, so she was the cool teacher. But she used to wear like strapless dresses but have her bra straps as the straps of the dress. Oh, no. And she was the cool teacher that everyone called by her first name, not Mrs. whatever. We didn't have any cool teachers at my school. (laughs) We had cool teachers, but I don't – none of their wardrobe really sticks out to me, which is what it should be. It should be like wallpaper in the background. Anyway, and she also disregarded the new rule of you can't wag. You have to stay on property unless you ask for permission. Which actually sounds like bullshit to me. But when do teachers actually get lunch breaks? They're usually on yard duty or meetings or... I, I would be pretty shut off if my boss told me you can't leave site, particularly like you to could, go and get lunch or something. If you've got an appointment even, like mm, if you're working yeah. every day, you've got to book appointments in. But you've got to use your judgment when your job's on shaky ground and go, you know what, I might pay lip service to this for a week. Well, to be fair, it was really, really important that she had to leave. It was an emergency, she, she said. She her boyfriend. Yeah. And they did say you went to see your boyfriend. And the rule is just get permission first. All she had to do was clear it. Jane would have said no, but still. At my school, nobody, well, no students were allowed to leave the grounds at lunchtime. In actually every school I went to, you weren't allowed to get head down the shops. Yeah, in year 12, we were allowed to leave the school if we had a spare in period six. Yes. We were allowed to leave early. We could do that, but you had to – it wasn't just to nip down to the cafe for lunch and come back. And in year 12, if we had an after-school activity, like choir, because I'm so cool, we could go to the shops and get food before choir and that's it. And with teachers, they've got a staff room, they've got a canteen, like they don't need – Ellie's never at that school. She could stand to be staying put. And also, if you live in the suburb where you teach, would you be like full on pashing your boyfriend outside his work and in view of of any student at Grease Monkeys? And she's been sassy to her new boss. I don't care if you were next in line for the job. You didn't get the job. Someone's replaced you. Fall into line. I can see why it's happened to Ellie, but also I'd say go to your union, Ellie, as well. You've got a pretty strong teachers' union behind you. I think you've got some grounds to complain that you've been um, targeted for this being yeah. declared in excess. God damn it, if bloody old pervy, stinky Wayne can still have a job, <laughs> I mean, best of a bad lot, Ellie should still be there. Yes. And English teachers are a dime a dozen. And Jane's excuse was that they did have to downsize because enrolments are down because the school was the subject of a chemical terrorist plot. But if enrolments are down, it's the principal's job to make sure that they're up, not yeah. the teacher's job. So she should be firing herself within a week of starting her job. Have you ever been on your way from a bar that serves coffee to a coffee shop and thought, gee, I could use a cup of coffee? Well, come on down to Gaz Can's Coffee Hut for your next Between Coffees cuppa. Gaz Can's Coffee Hut. Never sleep again. If you enjoy our shenanigans here at the Pirate Net Studios, you might also enjoy our sister podcast, Buddy Watch. We overanalyze the nonsense we're watching, like The Princess Switch on Netflix. The itinerary before contest time is to 
just walk around the town square. Yeah. No, we've only got permits for this one square <laughs> and we have to film it today. They had to set up. She wanted to set up early because remember, she's an organiser. Yeah, what a bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Subscribe on your podcast app of choice and buddy watch with us. We just had a bit of a meal break then, but we're, we were discussing Ellie's failure to launch. Failure to dress. And Jane's success at turfing her out of Erinsborough High, which, as we said, just had a threat of ter- chemical terrorism. Fair enough. You don't want people coming and going at the drop of a hat. Like exactly. A- yeah, there actually probably should be like a security guard on site and people signing in and out. Yep. And especially, you know, this is the school that had like bloody exploded not long ago. Mm. You'd want a, a proper sign-in protocol. So everyone's right to be annoyed. Now, what's happened in the meantime as well is that Plain Jane has locked lips with Paul Robinson. Kate, now, this wasn't my vintage, the Plain Jane era. Would they have, like, been romantically linked back in the day? No. Not at all? No. But Paul always felt considerably older than Scott and Charlene and Jane and Mike. Oh, so that's Charlene's friend. That's his his sister-in-law's friend. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously neighbour. They all lived in the same mm. street. Because Jane, of course, grew up in the Rebecca Sharma house. Look, from memory, I don't think there was any. But you know what? I could well be wrong. I, my memory is sketchy at best. <laughs> Speaking of the Sharma Rebecca house, Dippy is the one that lagged to the principal uh, about spotting Ellie after hours. And that has caused so much controversy online. People have really got it in for Dippy now. But whereas, you know what? I'm out there applauding Dippy because finally it's a bright day for Erinsborough High. And I am Dippy's spirit animal because I am a dobber. Primary school onwards, I was a rule-following lagger. Are you still wearing nappies now? <laughs> Dippy yeah, I was just going to say, Dippy was my possible shittism of the week because she's a dib dobber. <laughs> you're, not, you're not down with I've the dib dobber? I've actually written it down. <laughs> she's a dib dobber. <laughs> but just think about it, Sam. If one of your sons had been like hospitalised due to arsenic poisoning because of some stupid teacher's crazy ex-boyfriend, wouldn't you be holding a bit of... Wanting a bit of vengeance? Well, I probably wouldn't enrol my kids at a school where the teacher can't dress herself. So, <laughs> you don't want to have her out on school tour day. And also, Yashvi judges her mum, Dippy, for like dog. everything. Yeah, everything. But it's like, oh, really? You're told on. Yeah, goody two shoes. Miss Conway, the one teacher that lets me get away with everything. I'm like, that's probably why yeah. Ellie needs to be oh, disciplined a bit. She's a cool but teacher. It, it did crack me up that Ellie's like sobbing in the car to Dippy. <laughs> and I was like, hang on, but. Dippy was just in a bit of a war of words with you in Jane's office. Why are you, like, being all vulnerable to her now? I think she she knew. I think she could tell when she was crying and she was just trying to make Dippy feel bad. It. Yeah, milk it. It was like, I love teaching. No, you don't. You just I'm, do it because you can. Cause well, you, he can't. But. You love, like, bloody dropping ease and going to the <laughs> back street bar. <laughs> lane bar, all right. I mean, surely teaching doesn't fund her wine habit. It can't. Not that much wine. I, I mean, paid enough. well, she doesn't have to pay rent. She lives with her auntie True. and uncle. I feel like she's she going to buy all those cold shoulder t shirts. Well, maybe they're like 20% off, so you've got 20% less fabric on them. <laughs> but uh, look, she's not paying for all her drinks, Ellie. It leads to Ellie crying her eyes out to the Brensis, and we'll get to that. Because meanwhile, we've got the Huntington's crisis over at the Brendan. Chloe has finally confessed to her brothers that she's got the gene for Huntington's. It's terribly sad. She hasn't been coping. She's finally clued them all in and they have all gone off the rails. (laughs) No one's coping and they're all out to get tested for this Why does that have to go to the best and brightest, Brennan? (laughs) It's devastating. And in fact... I'll forecast it now. I think that's going to be the death that's on the horizon. Oh, oh God, no, no, not not our, not our Chloe. Because no, she's my favourite too. But like, I find Kate Stradamus it um, when she first got diagnosed because of a plot line they did on Winners and Losers. I'm genuinely crestfallen oh, by that. Oh, yeah. But she is too beautiful to be on Neighbours. She's too beautiful she to is. do anything. Yeah, I think she's going to end it all because she doesn't want to. Go through what's ahead. Uh, that's just my prediction. Well, it's got to happen before she gets the Brennan curse of losing her personality. Ooh, ooh. Like the rest of them have. <laughs> well, that's the gene they've got. They've got like the sad, boring loser gene. I think that's why Aaron has taken this uh, medical issue to heart because he's like, I just want to have fun and strip and run my gym. and Yeah, short shorts. He just wants to be a good time party boy. You know what I'm doing right now? I'm going through April Rose Pengilly's um, Instagram and looking at places which she's taken photos and she's just been at the NGV. So oh, she's still dress. in Melbourne and she's a Sydney cider. So. Um, yeah, but the rumours for the death aren't till 
the new year, like March or whatever. They've so. just filmed it and oh, the, oh, hang on. oh, I thought they were going to do it about around Christmas. Oh, no, no. Uh, okay. apparently it's devastating, and all this, the cast were upset. And well, oh, but they a, said that about Josh. Are we oh, going to get into? Can we speculate it? We're going to speculate. All right, let's do it. So yeah, on Twitter, friend of the show Brett Bowman asked the question whether we are running a tab on who's going to bite the big one on Neighbours. And typically over here at Neighbours HQ, we just like to do a little wish list of who we'd like to see get taken out. Yeah. Okay. So LGB Tom um, said his wish list was one Mark brackets. Finn wakes up, kills him. <laughs> Two, Ellie. Finn wakes up, kills her. <laughs> Three, Aaron. Find out, finds out he has Huntington's, runs into a burning building to save Hugo. Four, Gary. Dies from proximity to saddest bitch. Five, D. Alice tells Sonia Andrea is D, then kills herself and D. Oh, that's that's Ooh, dark. That's dark. And also typically a wish list of like one person. We don't, you don't want to <laughs> just eliminate the whole cast. And I'd just like to say for his points one to four, Mark, Ellie, Aaron and Gary – they did say it was a well-loved character. <laughs> yeah. Um, Vicky says she wants it to be Aaron, but she suspects it may be Sonia. There's also the possibility that Kershaw is already dead, but nobody noticed. <laughs> the arsenic, late onset uh, arsenic poisoning. Cyanide. Um, Anson's Corner pointed out that we can rule out these guys for a start as they're in the new promo, and that's Dr. Naka, Aaron, Paul, Terage, Ned, B, and Ellie. Also, no one's safe because this is a show that's no, been no, no. playing the long game for they, a year with Guy Fawkes Night. And they do, but they do say well loved. So, oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> so none of the schlubs that. <laughs> and uh, ever since Ned just went from one sister to another sister, he's really gone down in my books. It's really weird. Matt Sol says the death isn't till April though, when the neighbors' summer is over. I have a short list of three: Sonia, Susan, or Ellie. Susan's not going. Susan, well, look, Susan's got to retire sometime. Although Jackie Woodburn, imagine the kick-ass Australian dramas she could do if she didn't have neighbours' commitments. I think she'd be like Noni, With her Noni Hazelhurst. Yeah, or like she could be our next Jackie Weaver. I am team Gazcan for the arse, but I just don't <laughs> think they will because he's too convenient for ceramic pig storylines. And as we said, well-loved. Oh, yeah, well-loved. God, I keep falling for that trap. Sammy, do you have anyone that you need out of there? Oh, the list is too long. I can't even think. Probably oh. Amy. I'm oh God, so I, yeah. over it. So we're we talking about people we want to go yeah. first. Yeah, the list is very long. That's but Mark long. Brennan could be at the top of the people I wish to see leave. Did Will I? there be blood? <laughs> there better be blood if they don't want to repeat of mistakes of last time. I'm actually don't mind Mark lately. I feel like he's they're giving him some more realistic storylines. Of a guy in his late 30s wanting to settle down. Oh, my God. That reminds me of another spoiler I saw online, which was horrendous. I don't know. But I don't. we're not a spoilers podcast, so no. I don't think I can say it. Maybe say it and I'll cut it out. There was a picture on April Rose Pengilly's Instagram of him in, back in his cop uniform. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Oh, that's that grim. disappointing. St- stick at being a mechanic, bro. Yeah, that's not so much a spoiler. That's just the inevitable. Ugh. Maybe he was in fancy dress or something. <laughs> maybe, he's, maybe he's joined um, Rough Trade. <laughs> See, I could get behind that. I think it's realistically Chloe's going to die, but I would, yeah. Okay, so who would you be saddened to see? Who do you well love? Well, Chloe, yeah. Susan. Sheila. Sheila would kill me if Sheila went. And I don't want Sonia to die. Oh, I've, been, I've never uh, liked her. But she's a good actress, so but, I like that. But the, the silver lining there is then Eve gets some good drama roles. But you can't do that to Toadie. You have two dead wives. That's... Oh, you certainly can do it to Toadie. <laughs> yeah, actually, if you're going to do it to anyone, i do it to Toadie. <laughs> it's interesting, though, we've basically only said women for our well-loved characters. That's because Peg Leg is mine. That you love Stephen uh, Dennis. Um, it must be the pink hair. Yeah. He's, but it's all about I'm all about They'd just replace bits of him, wouldn't they, with more and more technology. The, bi- the bionic man. Yeah, the $6 million man. <laughs> Yeah, Gazcan's got to go. He's not doing anything mm. for me. I know that Colette loves him and tweets about him a lot. Oh, not as much as she tweets about Clive. Ooh. Shit, that's I'm almost almost at the point where I'm having to unfollow her because there's too much Clive retweeting. It's Clive spam. Colette, the Clive spam is a lot to deal with. Step back from the Jeff Payne. We love Jeff Payne. Don't you dare get us wrong. We went to see him perform at the town hall during comedy festival. And hang on, I sent you like a screen grab this week. She's alluding to they may be doing a, a comedy festival show, mm. but it could have just been a joke. I'm yeah. not sure. No, we're going to we'll, keep we're keeping our eyes on this. Yeah, we'll buy tickets for that for sure. Don't worry. Don't you worry about yeah. that. But we are Team Schlive. Don't Hang on. You? Sammy was with us when we went to see Jeff Payne as yes, well. Yes, I was. We just need a, everyone to take a foot off the Schlive pedal. Okay, what's happening now though is Dr. Nacker, another dark day for Erinsborough Hospital, has fast tracked the results for the Huntington's test. 
So all the Brennans are going to find out, except for Aaron because he doesn't want to do the test. But Mark's about to find out if he's got it or not. Chloe's dealing with her feelings. Ellie's dealing with being sacked. And Chloe takes Ellie aside and says, you know, you've been really supportive to me during all of my dramas, my failed escort business, my... um, No, she has not been supportive of that failed escort business. She's been judging it the whole time. (laughs) Um, Or jealous. Yeah. (laughs) Why didn't I get onto this idea instead of going to university? Why didn't I think of that? I could afford a jacket. (laughs) (laughs) Brensis has the idea to have a pyjama party, a pity party. She and Ellie... Why doesn't Ellie just cope with it the way she normally copes with things? By getting a big old cask of cooler bar and sucking on it. <laughs> well, they did get into the day drinking, so that was one step. Also, yeah, why doesn't it's teaching? She can do relief teaching until she finds another teaching mm, job. It's better pay anyway. I'd go and get a job at bloody um, Eden Hills Grammar. Mm-hmm. That'd be better pay. She no, she wouldn't last a day at Eden Hills Grammar. <laughs> she'd have to. She'd, maybe she'd get a cape to cover her cold shoulders. <laughs> Maybe West Waratah High. Benson's Corner College. They have hangs in their pyjamas on the Kennedy couch. And Ellie's talking about that it was teaching was her dream job, which I call bullshit on. And Oh, Chloe called bullshit on it, didn't she? Yeah, well, the universe got one thing wrong. I already had my dream job. Really? Yeah, it wasn't always like that, but somewhere along the way I fell in love with teaching. The set, the art department's got the most femme symbols all around the, these well, it's, two. It's Hugo. They've staged it so that these girls are surrounded by pink fluffy cushions and blankets and it's like could they make it any more of a straight man's fantasy, this scene? It's every man's dream that that's what girls do. Traditionally stereotypically attractive, telegenic ladies surrounded by pink fluffy furnishings complementing each other. And then Chloe just goes for it and jumps in for the lip lock. But that's exactly what it was. It was pursed lips touching pursed lips. There was no passion in that kiss. It was not very sexy. You know how they're like, oh, you know, this is their G rating. No, um, I'm pretty sure I kiss my toddler the same way. It's not that racy. They have couples of all sexualities kissing on neighbours all the time. Now, what's the big deal? Who do better kisses than that? Yeah. I was just more surprised that Ellie's pyjamas were more covering than her actual day wear. <laughs> well, I just assumed she'd be wearing something a bit sexier or that she, as if she'd even owned pyjamas with the way she dresses normally, but hey. Shoulders by night. <laughs> sleeveless by day. That's, that's like, you know, Victorian ankles, you know, like because they're covered up normally, they become erotic, but, you know, like that's, that's the – yeah, it's her shoulders. Cover them up and they suddenly they're the forbidden fruit. That's all I took from the kiss anyway, really. They were overdressed. I do agree with Chloe's assessment of it. She's a flirt. She's a good time girl. She doesn't have long to live. She wants to pass her brother's girlfriend. Yeah, and they have had a connection, whatever. I, I, I do agree that they've planted the seed. When Chloe first came to the Ramsey Street, she checked out Ooh. Ellie. They've planted the bisexual seed, which I'm very much in favour of. Can we get Naomi Canning back to be Chloe's partner? Can we make a list of women who are better suited to Chloe than Ellie? Yes, let's go. Um, Everyone? Actually, I've wanted Amy to be somebody's, a lady's girlfriend for a while now. She's too, she's not good enough for Chloe Bird, but. Who wouldn't want to pash Chloe? She's beautiful. She is. Also, there's not that many women her age on the show. No, she's she's awkward age. It doesn't matter. She can just go younger, like to rage. (laughs) Watch out, Zancan. Pipes. Chloe and Pipes. Yeah, yeah, Pipes. Oh, no, that would be Piper going through the siblings then. Yeah, they've got form. They've all got form. (laughs) The next day, we'll just do a little flash forward to the next episode where Ellie kind of knee-jerk reaction because Mark's going in for his medical test just flat out jumps down on bended knee and proposes to him. She stole Mark's hobby. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to sing her song. The second saddest bitch. And Aaron's bra proposes to Mark Brennan again. <laughs> that is that is truly tragic, though. I mean, Mark fucking Brennan. No, I actually think they're very he, well he, suited. I do. I can't wait for the basic bitch wedding of these two. Whose How, rings are you going to give her? He's got a few. He's got to get back down to the bric-a-brac. <laughs> Go rough, imagine rummaging. How much shoulder she's going to expose at her wedding. I'll oh, just be nothing. It'll be um, tube top, like yeah. strapless. 
oh, she wanted a wedding just like the November Rain film clip, which I loved. Once she started talking about this church on a plane, I was thinking to myself, oh, like November Rain. Then she's like, yeah, like November Rain. And I was like, wow. That's like the coolest thing she's ever said. Yeah. Sammy, you went wedding dress shopping back in the day? Oh, not really. No. I had a secret wedding. Oh, that's Did you? Right. Yes. Because my old man husband has been married before and... Sammy, would I be talking out of turn to ask you about his first wedding? Because it's epic. Well, I have no issue with this story. He does. But he's not here. So, it is gold. My husband won his wedding to his first wife. Was it a radio competition? I I don't know the details, but it was all very rushed. They've been together a few years, so they were going to get married anyway. And he got married at a very large furniture store. No, no. That you used to live right near, Vaya. The competition, the prize was win your reception and $10,000 worth of furniture. But the catch is... The catch is that you've got to spend the night in that store. Oh, my God. So their reception had the lovely plastic chairs and... A blue and yellow cake to match the store. Did they, did they have meatballs at the reception? And hot dogs. <laughs> I love those hot dogs. I would not say no to one um, of those hot dogs. He had the lovely pretty church and all that. But yeah, that's where their reception was and he spent the night there. 10000 bucks worth of furniture. I would do that. Did, oh, they, yeah. did they consummate the marriage under the security cameras? I wasn't there, so I don't know. <laughs> Apparently the cameras were turned off. Couldn't you just picture Mark and Ellie winning their wedding reception? Oh, yeah, yeah. Clearly, they would get married at the murder rotunda where he proposed to Kate and she died. Really died. She didn't, yeah. like, just, you know, no, go to witch. She 100% died. died. Yeah. Oh, then, at a, maybe at a winery. Winery. T- oh, of course. Oh. Discount wine. Oh, that means we'll have to get Mar Brennan back. She'll be doing the drinks list. That was an eject reaction, but I can still picture them together. But the issue was he keeps having a tanty because Ellie keeps lying to him. So she's just going to go into this engagement with yet another lie. Just Your sister just jumped me. No big deal. It's not. She could have just said, hey, we had a drunk pash. Like She's gone through a lot. I'm going through a lot. It's such an awkward moment, though. And it was such a passionless kiss. <laughs> it was a passionless pash. Just one. Don't get married to Mark fucking Brennan. Well, no one ever does. This is your out, Ellie. Yeah, no, there'll be an out before then. Don't worry. Mm. Yeah, I think it probably could have stood to have a little bit more build up and maybe just get him drunk. Go down to Back Lane Bar, get two for one cocktails and just do a proper drunken pash. Um, I don't think Ellie's questioning her sexuality. I think she just they just had a nice moment. Chloe is kissing your friend is an issue. As she said, she's got a lot on. She's there was kissing, no kissing tongue. Just like there was no blood, there was no tongue. Yeah, kissing your brother's girlfriend. It was harmless. Everyone can calm down. And when like Mark busts in on them straight after the pash, he looks at his sister and says, why are you in your pyjamas? Mate, like I've come to this podcast wearing my pyjama pants, haven't I? And <laughs> yeah. slippers. Yeah. And possibly my dressing gown. Girls like to hang out in their pyjamas, Mark. It's what we do. Deal with it. The upshot of it all, Mark doesn't have the gene. We don't know about Aaron yet, but I'm sure he'll be fine. Guns of steel. He's got the dull, bland gene, though. I'd be more worried about passing on the Brennan Bland gene to the baby Tanaka. I just want to do a little touch on the laptop gaslighting that happened the rest of the week. With that was good. Nanny Alice. Can you step mm. me through it, Sam? Well, we tend to um, fast forward a lot of the Alice stuff. We can't really cope with it. <sighs> She's a lot. We, she's, we, she's a pantomime we, villain. Yeah, it's really hard to watch. I'm, I enjoy it and I really like her, but I just I can't watch it. Particularly because she keeps exp- over-explaining stuff we already know and can see. Yeah. Like when she's like, okay, she asks David three times if she stops taking her painkillers, what will happen? And he goes, you'll have withdrawals and side effects. And it's, then fucking, she, it's codeine, for God's yeah, sake. Oh, my God. But then she kept saying to baby Hugo, oh, I'll stop taking them and yeah, they'll, mummy and Sonia's going to have withdrawals. I'm like, you've told me 14 times. It's really now, hard to watch. When you've got a baby and you're talking to them like that, that's super passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. It's usually like, oh, well, daddy forgot to put your clothes in the wash so you don't have a nice outfit to wear today. <laughs> so she um, stole Toadie's laptop and then – After crowbiring pipes. <laughs> that's right. Poor pipes. Knocked her out. Never not in hospital. Poor kid. And I actually forgot that she'd stolen the laptop. So Yeah, me too. I thought it was yeah. just the file. She no, she stole. grabbed it. Yeah, she that was smart. Threw some papers on the ground to make it look like thieves had been into the law office and then she grabbed the laptop and ran out. Hang on, but 
wouldn't it have some sort of like find my phone capability because it's an apple laptop these are the people that had lyra cut price google home (laughs) so who knows what they've set up on that machine i don't have i've got a mac laptop i don't have i've never set up find my phone on it like toady wouldn't be asked no because they just ask lyra where's my computer i'm just thinking of lyra with Hal from um, uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey, like when Hal's dying. I wonder if Lyra went through that too. I don't, you know, know, I don't know what you're talking about. Really if you've never seen 2001 A Space Odyssey. Can't say I have. No. Oh, when, when the astronaut's pulling the memory out of him and he's like, he's like a Google <laughs> Home basically, but this was all from the 60s, man. And he's pulling the memory out to kill him because he's turned malevolent. And he like he goes back to his original programming, like back to like his baby talk, and he's like singing a nursery rhyme, and he's going Daisy, Daisy. I was like, is that what happened to Lyra when she got like the drink dumped on her? Anyway, look, yeah, the fans sure. love this. I know <laughs> you guys not? are going, what the fuck? But no, no, come Please, on. Please, I beg most of people you, have seen Kubrick films. I beg <laughs> anyone to tweet at Neighbours Pod if you enjoyed what just happened there, because Sammy and I were taken on a journey, and we don't quite know where we are. <laughs> I'm going to get it up on YouTube to show you. It's a little bit tragic. (laughs) But we go on journeys and that's fine. That's part. It's all part of the process. Speaking of going on journeys, driving down Sammy Street tonight, there's a sign on it as you drive into it saying there's a duck crossing. (laughs) We're in the sticks. Mm. We're not in the sticks. There's only three places that deliver food here, but we're not in the sticks. Yeah, we did get food delivered. Oh, and then um, Alice shoved the computer in the bin and her phone call to the police. What was with that? Oh, there, there's a dodgy person around. And then hangs up. She did the no old. description. But she did the old, it's hidden in plain sight. Like she stayed around and looked after pipes oh. and it was weird. Yeah. So when Sonia was out of it in her flu-like state, she put the pictures on the laptop of D, Andrea, what are we calling her? I have no idea. Madeline, Madeline West. West, yeah. She just got Madeline West headshots off Google Images. And then convinced Sonia to look at the computer for a recipe. And so Sonia opens it up and has a meltdown. Fully gaslit, like she's Amazing. going crazy. That perfect plausible deniability because she refused to look at the screen, didn't she? She's. I saw nothing. Mm. Um, Alice. You just crazy. Yeah, and yeah, acted like the photos were not there. Sonia's doing some amazing stuff, as Eve always does. So good. So even if there's... She was having homeopathic doses of codeine <laughs> and she's going through bloody heroin withdrawal now. She's like like a 17-year-old girl at a, at a high school party after having one sip of... Um, <laughs> Maduri. Bac- Bacar- <laughs> Bacardi breezes. And just like, I'm so drunk. I am so drunk. That's <laughs> what Sonia's doing on the codeine. <laughs> Look, I, I have no expertise in the world of addiction, but you think she'd be going... I feel as bad as I did when I was she coming off the junk. It. She did mention yeah. it. And Alice told her not to go to that dark place. But also this is a world where the neighbourhood school just got cyanide poisoning. Why don't – wouldn't you go, hey, I feel like I've been drugged. There was a chemical terrorist hanging around. Maybe I'll get someone to investigate. Surely there comes a point where she goes, you know what, I might actually see a professional rather than my self-help group. Or yeah. Dr. Carl. I think they're priming Zancan to go down a, a mental health professional career, like a psychologist or a counsellor, because she keeps being the um, shoulder to lean on for people. And I think that would suit her nicely. But I think that's where she's headed if she doesn't get into Trump University to do medicine. Well, if she's working at a day spa, same, same, really. <laughs> well, that's where we are. This, that Andrea D. nanny plotline is off the rails. Oh, the only thing I can addiction-wise relate to is... Sonia wanting to binge on the shortbread biscuits, not the shortbread part because yeah. I can take them or leave them. But I do relate to her wanting to binge the snack foods and coming home and going, have you baked? Have you baked? Where are the biscuits? Because like, <laughs> Where's the barbecue shapes? I have been in full binge mode like that and that's where I, what I can relate. Like she needs to go down to Everything's Anonymous and for the overeaters meeting because that rang true. But she wasn't even having these attacks, withdrawal attacks, when she was after the caravan. So how is a bit of Panadol doing this to her when a full-blown drinking binge? My best thing was was when she wandered off and then just happened upon some people having Christmas drinks in the park. (laughs) Oh, mate, do you want a shammy bottle of whatever? I love them. You're having a good night, love. I love them. Would you – I don't know. I'd have to be pretty damn drunk to offer someone who looks like they're really ill and homeless to offer them a swig from my bottle. (laughs) They look like they were um, camping out at um, Rain's Commune. (laughs) 
what we need to do is citizen or citizen, Sammy, you can do more than one if you want. You, you don't have to do just one. But I got a, a little hint of your citizen <laughs> earlier. It was a three-way tie. I couldn't decide. Fantastic. Between citizen. So first it was, as I've called her this week, plain Jane dipshit brain. <laughs> no. <laughs> plain Jane. Just for this week. Plain Jane shit for brains. Oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, I have been off Twitter, so I don't know what nicknames have come up recently. Though, she's surely got to be a citizen. Well, I think I like the dipshit brain because her and Dippy are like all buddy buddy. Oh, yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. fair. And you, Kate, you can't dispute someone's citizen or citizen ruling. <laughs> well, I may just have to disagree. <laughs> yeah, you can. You can one hundred percent disagree. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know you're going to disagree with the first two. So yeah, for coming in and firing Ali all high and mighty after a week on the job, like that's that's just what a shit bloke. Not happy. Even though we don't like Ellie, I don't, yeah, I don't agree with that. I, I was happy that she was fired. I didn't think she needed to be fired for that. Yeah, it's there's obviously more to it, so we'll see. Maybe I won't be calling her dipshit brain anymore. And also Dippy for being a dibdobber. She's my citizen. She does wear nappies. Yep, she definitely wears nappies. But my biggest citizen of the week is Alice's wig. I can't deal. Oh. <gasps> Cannot deal with looking at it. Sammy's a hair connection. I've n- not even noticed. Seri- even my husband, who has no hair. <laughs> I have no pants. He has no hair. I'm like, you can tell it's a wig, yeah? And he's like, yeah, of course, it's not a good one. I could tell it was a it's, wig. You can see it, like the hairline and the, it's like, it's a nice haircut at the back. It's Do you think there's going to be some big reveal? <gasps> like the Melrose but, Place. Yeah. Or Scooby-Doo back. style. Yeah. But like I just because that was all Madeline West under that face after all. <laughs> there's a if twist. it weren't for you pesky kids, <laughs> it's, well, there's a twist. If not for the fact that they keep telling us what their secret plans are, so the audience is just never surprised. Yeah. So the wig is my citizen of the week nice. because we should start giving it, it to inanimate objects. That's a good one. <laughs> Wouldn't take that, Kate. Okay. Well, look, I'm tossing up between my citizens now. So I, I was going to give it to Pipes for tearing Paul a new ass over his rudeness to Zancan over. Yes. Allegedly stealing beauty products from the day spa. Yeah, she was just being a zero waster, dumpster diving some beauty products. And that were trying to palm it off on there. It was weird. It weird. was. Like, but to do it at the waterhole, like, seriously. Yeah. Just do it outside. Do a proper deal, like, but black market deal. Sell to the people that the products are marketed to. How good was Pipes channeling her inner mum? Because I don't know, if you've got a strong mum, you know how to be strong. Yeah. Getting a bit of the Trey Jackson. But then Sammy just reminded me that how bloody good was Jane? And she's like, she's the epitome of a new broom sweeps clean. Nice. She's come in. She's gotten rid of the the stale smell of arsenic around Erinsborough High. Well, actually, probably just the smell she's of Wayne. covering everyone's Wayne's, shoulders. Wayne's next. And hopefully they get some decent teachers in there and raise the standards. Yeah. And I don't want to ever have done, use my hashtag, another dark day for Erinsborough High again. Shitizen for Carl Kennedy for trying to smuggle his wife out of the country <laughs> while she's on bail, which we didn't discuss, but he tried to do on Friday. He wants to go visit Holly in London. He's broken her leg. Like of all things to leave a, the country for while you're on charges. For murder. With a compound fracture, which is nasty. That's where the bone's sticking out of your skin. <clears throat> but hang on. And what, Izzy was in Morocco? Yeah, and she has a while, business meeting. While, while Ho-Ho was home from China? This is all weird. So, yeah, why couldn't he just go visit her in China? Can Izzy just come back? Like, that would be really good. Yeah. He's just going to make Suze skip bail. And Toddy is a shit lawyer, but even he had the presence of mind to say, maybe don't have your wife skip bail. Or maybe just go to, like, bloody London like you do anyway by yourself. Yeah, like you just went to Boston by yourself, asshole. This this is Carl Kennedy's retirement. He's doing the old Tom Oliver, oh, I'm going to disappear for a few weeks here. No questions asked. Yeah. Hop on, hop off tour of the world. And since we're doing joints tonight, I'm going to do a joint, but she's going to be shitizen to Nanny Alice for explaining her evil plots too many times. <laughs> to a baby. To a baby slash us, because we get it. I'm going to crush, crush, crush the pills. And if for someone who's such a good actor, who's rough as guts as her normal speaking voice, but then can do airs and graces... She needs to just get out and tread some boards because she's got a career waiting for her. Oh, she needs to hook up with Dippy and get onto the, what was that show called? The Flapper. Yes. <laughs> she can take over shiny pants Bobby's that, role. That would have been an unexpected twist. I'm here to pull the wool over your eyes, but I've made some nice new friends and now I've joined a theatre troupe. <laughs> she could join Rough Trade. <laughs> That's what's under the wig. <laughs> There's a turns out she's, shiny she really is, she's she's Cassius Roach. There's a dirty market for everyone, so go ahead. We are Neighbours Pod. 
Buddy Watch Pod is our sister podcast. Join the Neighbours Council on Facebook and maybe you could become the mayor and dethrone Vicky. Thank you for your thoughts. Or drop us a voice memo like she did, neighbourspod at gmail.com. Kate. I'm at Remude. And the third part of the Holy Trinity, Sammy. Sammy No Pants. You've got to start Neighbours tweeting again, please. You're going to have to do it on Queensland time. I'll just be a school mum next year, so I might have more time. But you'll be like like the rest of our band of Queensland tweeters. You'll be an hour behind us come summer. Crap. Join Kenny Young and um, Judah Fruit. Judah Fruit, she's going to be your neighbour. We're going to be neighbours. She was like, you could be my neighbour. We could be neighbours. But you probably don't want to be my neighbour. I'm like, I'd like to be your neighbour. She just wants to recreate real neighbours. She just wants to walk into my house. (laughs) Let's do neighbours on tour and we can visit our, our Queensland friends. I can go up north. Enjoy any, the humidity. Any excuse to travel for the podcast, I'm there. Hells yeah. We'll go catch one of Madison's lounge concerts at Lasseter's Gold Coast. <laughs> and CJ has been tweeting UK time because she works at the crack of dawn. She works crazy hours because she, she works for an international company. So she's been taking over the Neighbours neighbors Pod Twitter account. So look out for her tweets and send her a hello. I'm Vaya Pashos. We will be doing show uh, podcasts over Christmas, so we'll check in with all the Erinsborough festivities. Remember when they announced that they were going to do it over Christmas and you and I were just like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, kill me What's now. What's happened to our holidays? But then I just realised I can just take a month off whenever I want. So mm-hmm. we did that in October. and <laughs> We're fresh as a daisy now. Thanks, Sammy. All the best from Queensland. We'll look forward to you popping back for one day when you want to come and have a conversation with us about something. <laughs> I'll come and do your hair and make it worth my effort. <laughs> <Woo-hoo>. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.